Hey, 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 who fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Maria. My, my name's Mark, I guess. <laughs> and my name's Harry. We almost got there. I forgot the order, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> To be, to be fair, fair yeah. I wasn't sure whether it was me or Mark next, so I, I nearly chipped in myself, Mark, so don't worry about it. The wheels haven't fallen off completely just yet. We're good. We're good. Welcome, everybody, to another roundtable. This is the Big Blue Box March roundtable, and I am joined, as you've just kind of gathered from the intro, I'm joined by Maria, Mark, and Harry. Uh, Jordan can't be with us, neither can Matt. Uh, Jordan's busy. And Matt has got the man flu. So he's, we're man down with Matthew. But he is unwell, bless him. So it's just, you have to put up with the, the four of us uh, for the March round table. We've got some cool themes to go through. As you all know, we had the trailer drop recently for the recent uh, multimedia, uh, the multimedia story Doomsday, which we're going to get into first, because that's uh, probably one of the, the more quirkier things that's that's landed in Doctor Who for some time. And then we've got a couple of new stories to talk about, which are really interesting. So we've got a potential return of Stephen Moffat. He's going to come back, uh, maybe, to do some some writing for the show and also um, a potential spin-off via Unit, possibly. So a lot of potentials, a lot of maybes, a lot of um, uh just sticking your finger up in the air, which way is the wind blowing? What story is going to be accurate this week? Who knows? Who knows indeed? But before we get on to all that, let's see how you lot are. Maria, how have you been? Uh, yeah, I've been good. I'm off again this week. It just so happens. Part-timer. Um, so, Jesus. all good. Yeah, I know. I'm a part-timer, aren't I? They just, they just <laughs> want to get rid of me. So, you know, they keep saying, go on annual leave. And I'm saying, yes, please. So, um, yeah, I haven't, haven't really done very much Doctor Who um, this week. I've only watched um, uh, The Rescue. Um, the William Hartnell story because I'm on my uh, William Hartnell rewatch at the moment so that's the only thing I've been able to do this week but um, yeah that was a lot of fun really enjoyed that I love it that it's a two-parter as well mm. so you know you can just kind of get it over and done with although saying that I did enjoy it so you know I can't complain but um, <laughs> yeah I'm good thank you yeah really good yeah good I like um, that when Maria does her little uh, recap in Discord she puts the production code for the for the the block that she's watching. It's very cool. So production code L apparently. L for Lima. Anyway, nice Maria. I, I used to drink with somebody that could could identify Doctor Who stories by production codes alone. You oh. know, back in the back in the days of the Edinburgh Doctor Who group, wow. they were just like, yeah, well, you know, production code HH. That's uh, whatever it is. <laughs> Bloody hell! The only person I'm sure that- somebody listening can tell me what production called hhs probably yeah the only person that i know that can do that and i don't know them personally is toby haydoke apparently he can do that stuff he's a bit of a magician with the old doctor who production stuff but yeah uh thank you maria very very cool uh mark i don't you weren't on the last one i don't think were you? But- I, I, i've not been on for a while i've not written for a while so i feel a bit like a charlatan sort of showing up on the uh the the round table but it's nice to just chat <laughs> dot who with some lovely people um yeah it's not bad um i'm gonna see stephen moffat's play on 
um, Saturday night in London. So that'd be great. Um, nice. Very on brand, I suppose, for what we'll discuss later <laughs> on. Um, but yeah, so that's the most... I mean, I've got season nine sitting on my shelf. I've not even taken out the cellophane yet, which is strange. So there we go. Same. Yeah. Uh, it's a nice set, though. Mm. Season nine. It does look good. Uh, cool. Well, nice to have you with us, dude. And uh, last but not least, Harry. How have you, how have you been, young man? Come on. What have you been up to? <laughs> hey, Gary. Uh, I'm actually on a week off this week Jesus as well. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. I know. And I was also on a week off last week but that's because i had covid so it wasn't really a week off but um yeah uh, <laughs> i've had more time to uh, watch some doctor who uh, i'm still only on season three though it's very slow going because like i was saying last month with this marathon i'm in the kind of um heavy telesnap stage of it so it's um yeah it's not doing very well for the old attention span uh, and also I'm on the Daleks Master Plan, and that's an infamous me, uh, infamously very long uh, serial. I just watched um, the random episode in the middle where they end up on a film set because it was Christmas and it was the strangest thing I think I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, that's interesting. Other than that, I've not really done anything Doctor Who, which is a bit boring. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm doing this though, so this is, this is good. <laughs> well, you're doing something Doctor Who with doing this very podcast absolutely we fit in we fit in little things when we can in our busy lives yeah cool our busy lives where i haven't been working for the past two weeks but anyway anyway (laughs) well nice one dudes that's cool it's good to have uh it's good to have the bunch around the table so to speak right before we crack on with the actual themes and stories just very quick one just make sure that you are following or subscribing to this very podcast wherever you get your podcasts that way you won't miss any of the regular episodes that go out every Friday, plus the uh, these roundtables, which go out every month. And uh, you can also listen over on the website for free. Just head over to Big Blue Box Podcast at UK, And you can also read all of the reviews and articles from this lot and also from Jordan and Matt as well. So get stuck into all that. We're on the socials too, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. There are links on the website and we also have a very cool free Discord server. So hop in there and chat Doctor Who with lots of other very cool Who fans. Rightio. Straight off the bat, we're going to dive into Doomsday. And I feel I have to say it like that as well. It's not Doomsday, it's Doomsday, which was a nice little a nice little quirky thing that happened. Because when if I'm please correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think the first time we saw this was just a very tiny little teasery thing. It was just the logo essentially. Um, that I think they popped on the YouTube channel or their Twitter, one of the two. And then when we finally got the trailer, it was uh, it's uh, it's actually about a character called Doom. And uh, she's been set upon by death itself. And she's got 24 hours to find the Doctor. Or she's uh, she's mincemeat. So an interesting thing, this. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated to see what you guys think of this one because it has got a very... Uh, a very mixed reaction, should we say, on the socials. Lots of uh, lots of peeps putting their two cents in on this one. So let's go to Mark first, actually, dude. What are your thoughts on on Doomsday? I, I, I mean, it's not for me. I don't. I don't think really. I mean, um, <laughs> but straight off the bat. But I mean, you, you, because it, it's. I'm not the target audience. I think. I think it's something for because you know you look at what's involved it's like mobile games it's 
a lot of stuff I don't really kind of engage with anymore. Big Finish as well, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, it's basically Time Lord Victorious Part 2, isn't it? That's essentially what we're getting. Um, and yeah. I think a lot of people are throwing their toys out the pram because it was sort of teased as if it was going to be something bigger than it actually was. Um, and there's also this kind of mad belief that, you know, BBC Worldwide as something that is essentially a commercial enterprise that deals with spin-off media, for some reason, don't have the money to make more episodes of Doctor Who. You know, they can't, right. they don't just sort of cancel the merchandising <laughs> and, and make a whole Paul McGann spin-off series for the, the very same budget, which I think the trailer proves is not that high. <laughs> so it, it's just a fun kind of ephemeral kind of brand linking mm. thing for the anniversary. And that's fine. And I'm sure, you know, I picked up Summertime Time Lord Victorious. It was fine. And I'm sure this will be the same kind of, you know, muck around and obviously it seems to have a bit more of a kind of comic tone than Time Lord Victorious which mm. was obviously very kind of doomy and but then also because you have to pay for it it can't actually do anything that fundamentally changes the fabric of Doctor Who because the BBC yes. get in trouble for things like that yep. so at least this you've got a character who claims to be the greatest assassin in the world and the thing that made me laugh on the end there was all these people going uh how is she the greatest assassin in the world and it's like hello uh talk to you fans of social media can i just introduce you to the concept of irony <laughs> and you know <laughs> the idea of casting a, a, a comedian <laughs> to play that character maybe suggests they're not actually the greatest assassin in the universe there is that yeah teeny little thing to consider there i don't yes. think that they're being a hundred percent serious with it no. Like we could be wrong, but it doesn't feel like it's. Um, <laughs> it doesn't feel like this is going to turn out to be like the greatest assassin you've ever seen in all of Doctor Who. So yeah, I get that. Yes, yes. Uh, so you, you picked up on the on the trailer as well on the quality, and that's it's a strange one, isn't it? Because Doctor Who these days, I think pretty much from, I'm going to say from Capaldi's era, I think it's well known for having. A reasonable budget these days, especially some of, well, most of Jodie Whittaker's era. It looked visually fantastic, like the production was very good. Always very high quality, very, very cool. And this feels like it was done on an iPhone um, in someone's garage with a bit of with a bit of cheap green screen going on. So do you think that's an intentional thing? Do you think it was an intentional, yeah, we'll just throw a couple of quid and that's it? Or is it a bit of a, a foobar? I, I think it is an intentional thing because I think none of it, my understanding is none of it's going to translate into actual sort of televised Doctor Who no. or any kind of, you know, spin-off shows or any YouTube. I mean, you might get other kind of YouTube videos in the same vein, but yeah, it, it felt to me like, oh, okay, how are we going to announce this thing in a way that isn't just a press release listing a bunch of books and CDs and things like that. So I think, it, yeah. to me, it felt like they've just cobbled together something that feels like a slightly more special announcement than just, here's all this shit you need to buy if you mm. want to follow the story. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, they have to be careful not to pull a Star Wars, right? Yes. Yes, so you can, you can kind of follow this story, but you have to go and play that game, read that book, buy the comic, and then you'll get it. So, oh, I read you, yep. 
Um, and just as uh, before we get on to Harry, um, if anyone wants a really good laugh, then if you if you go to YouTube and actually watch the trailer, the the comments are are where the entertainment value is, or where the, where the comments are, should I say? Uh, there's some cracking. I mean, it's YouTube is known for its um for its kind of savage comments anyway. But this is uh, <laughs> if you thought the Jody era got some stick. Go and check out the comments on this video. It's, um... I just don't get, like, <laughs> and also considering the fact they announced it on Monday, it's like, what, what like, you've got a whole season nine box set to watch. Like, mm. <laughs> what are you moaning <laughs> about? <laughs> like, just... It's not as if you haven't got anything to do. Uh, right? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Very weird. I read you, dude. Um, okay, Harry, what are your thoughts on this, dude? Because mm. um, you put something quite comical in, in Discord about it. I did. So I'd like you to expand on that, please. But just uh, watch the we, we're you know PG podcast, so be careful. All right. Yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember what I what, what I said. Um, I'll have to look back. Oh, my memory's shocking. Uh, but yeah. Um, I, I, to be honest, I, I, it looks okay. It sounds okay. I mean, I don't <laughs> really have the level of commitment to sort of buy you know every. Uh, bit of the story like uh, with Time Lord Victorious I just bought the two the two novels that they did um, and that was enough for me and also I hope it's a bit like Time Lord Victorious in the sense that you could kind of have one isolated fragment of the story so like you could buy one book or one comic or one audio and then like that will stand on its own and you can kind of you know have a good time with that and you don't need to necessarily cave in and buy everything Um, so um yeah, I hope it's like that. Uh, and it probably will be the case. I'll probably just buy like the book that they do of this. Um, I question making a big multimedia event about a entirely original character and an ironic character that, I mean, that sort of, this sort of comical kind of, uh, you know, or greatest assassin in the universe, but she, she actually isn't sort of idea. I mean, for one episode of Doctor Who, maybe that would be funny and amusing but stretched thin over kind of like you know several different uh, stories across several different mediums i question like how well that would work um and yeah I, I, it would ha- she would have to be a compelling character and there would have to be some compelling elements of like well-known doctor who lore like scattered here and there to make it worth investing in i think um because if it if it if it you know, if she's not a compelling central character and uh, the stories aren't compelling, then it would just kind of fall on its ass a bit and it would be kind of... Um, I mean, I would say it would be a loss, but as we've <laughs> said, it doesn't sound like they have invested a lot financially <laughs> sort of <laughs> yeah, into this. Yeah. But that's just the trailer, you know. I'm sure, you know, a lot of people behind it, they'll, they'll employ some people who, you know, some good writers and things like that. I mean, well, here's hoping anyway. Um, yeah, I mean... We weren't expecting to have something like this last week, so let's not complain if it's not very good. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and we still yes. got the tenant specials, so yeah, you know, just uh, people pe- people have been really losing their rag over this, and I just kind of think, eh, <laughs> you know, like we weren't we weren't ever expecting this, so just you know, chill out, guys, chill out. <laughs> just chill. Yeah, I read you. It's uh, it's almost like it's supplemental to the main sixtieth stuff that's going on. This is just a nice sort of thing that's hovering around like if you want to dive in and and have a look at the doomsday stuff then all good go and do that because it's it's spread across loads of things it's um uh 
I didn't realize that BBC Audio were also doing stuff alongside Big Finish. So you've got plenty of audio stuff to dive into. And there's probably um, there's probably loads of Big Finish fans that that's all they'll they'll do. They'll list they'll potentially listen to the audio and not worry about having to buy books and comics and and that stuff. So, um, but yeah, I, I think. Uh, do you think perhaps um, oh Maria's back? Maria's joined us. Hey Maria. So do you think um, uh, I might as well fire this question over to you, Maria? Actually, um, we're talking about Doomsday. Okay. And do you think that um, you'll be picking up all of the different aspects in terms of the books, comics, audio, and stuff like that? I'm watching it on the. It'll probably have stuff on iPlayer. It says the BBC's digital channel, which I think is the iPlayer. Are you going to dive into a lot of that stuff, or you're not fussed about this? Well, originally, I kind of, I think Mark said it's, I don't think it's really aimed at me as a consumer. Um, I, I'm, my, my, my thought was that, um, obviously, because they're, it's going to be multimedia, um, you know, they are trying to cover all the bases and kind of maybe attract, you know, lots of different types of people coming in. I mean, for me, I will probably just dip into it if there's anything interesting. Um, you know, maybe if there's one particular uh, story that kind of stands out for me. Um, I'm I'm not somebody that wants to collect every single um, item, you know, within a series. I, I normally dip in and out and take the bits that I want. So um, that will be very much my approach um, to it, really. But it's, it's nice to know that it's there, much like Harry said. I think, um, you know, I think we need to see what, what comes out of it. Um, I mean, that YouTube video was kind of cheap looking, but, you know, let's, <laughs> I'm not going to judge it too much. <laughs> um, let's just see what comes out of it. And, you know, and if there's a couple of nice bits and pieces that, you know, um, I want to dip into, that's what I'll probably do. Interesting. Okay. And I, I expected that really from, uh, from you, Maria. Uh, I, I knew that you'd just be like, yeah, I'll dip in and have a look and, uh, one thing I do like is the logo. I like the uh, I like the logo. It looks very cool. It actually looks like um like a TV event logo. It does look pretty high quality, and maybe that's the problem. Maybe that set people's expectations up for this very cool looking thing, which turned out to be yeah questionable. Uh, Mark, what do you reckon to the casting on this dude? Because alongside the actual quality of the trailer and the the concept of it all. A lot of people have said that um, they're not really taken with um, with Suze Kempner. What's your thoughts on... Because she's a stand-up comedian, first and foremost, right? Yeah, I, I think she's great. Um, the stuff I've seen, you know, she's she's a great impersonator. You know, she's basically just, I think, since lockdown onwards, has, you know, done these sort of great sort of videos on on social media i've never seen any of her stand-up shows but she's very i know her most recent one was about sort of playstation the sort of playstation one and that whole kind of sort of growing up with that and i think the one before that was about sonic the hedgehog so she's Mm. very embedded within kind of nerd culture (laughs) so i think she you know she knows what she's signing up for Um, and i think the hilarious kind of way she's responded to some of the kind of criticism has been great uh you know was it today or yesterday she said oh my god i'm poochie uh in reference to when the simpsons introduced itchy and scratchy and poochie to great horror from the the simpsons um so yeah it's just i think like 
I think, yeah, she's she's a stand-up comic, so I think a bunch of Doctor Who fans on the internet, I think, you know, compared to the bear pit of a comedy club, it's probably small potatoes, really. I think they'll be fine. Um, but I think she's good, and I think, you know, I, I think it seems like she'll be kind of doing the the kind of audio stuff mm-hmm. in character. Yeah. Looks uh, like and yeah, it, it just seems like it's going to be a kind of irreverent kind of comic take on the anniversary whereas if people want a kind of big you know epic you've got the big finish anniversary special you've got the actual anniversary special so this is just a kind of different take on on sort of Doctor Who's 60th and I think if they're going to go down a kind of comedy route then I think going for somebody like Suze Kempner who's quite well known amongst a certain kind of crowds yeah is probably quite a good move Yes, yeah, agreed on that. And to me, um, my my initial thought was this was aimed at like the Sarah Jane Adventures, um, that you know the sort of late teen, like mid teens, I guess. You know, like the CITV's, um, CBBC, that kind of thing. So to me, I think this is perfect for the younger audience. Um, so if you're between sort of I don't know seven and thirteen, fourteen, I guess this yeah. is probably right up your alley because. Um, the actual 60th stuff with um with with david tennant coming back and and um catherine tate and then this big finished stuff that all feels quite big and heavy to me that feels like a really big um like that's a, a huge that's going to be a massive emotional big thing so i think for the younger viewers or the younger listeners i think that's this is something that's a lot more lighter that you know there's not so much um there's not so much. Uh, oh, we have we have to watch um, all of David Tennant's era to get what's going on, yeah. and we don't have to watch all of this stuff to get what's going on, and you know all that. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting move, and I, I don't think I think it has got a lot of unnecessary um, hate because I honestly think that people just took this little mini trailer before the proper one dropped as this massive big thing that was coming. Yeah, you know, it's, it's always it's the, it's the same thing that it always is. It's like this: the thing that I've got is not the thing that I invented in my head in the twenty four hours <laughs> between I saw the teaser trailer and then the actual the actual thing. Yes, yeah, it's not like the days of old, where you just had a trailer drop and that was it. Now we get a, mm. a teaser, potentially two little teasers, and then people just go nuts. And then when the actual trailer drops, it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's not good, is it? Well anyways that's doomsday thank you guys for your thoughts on that it's uh i, I think the overall thing is from our point of view anyway on on the big blue boxes uh, we'll probably dip into a, a bit of it i guess but we're certainly not going to go nuts and and pick up everything yes all right let's move on to some other news then and this is the the news that i think we all knew was coming even if nobody asked us or it came up in conversation it was probably that for me, at least, anyway, it was in the back of my mind for a while, and that is Stephen Moffat coming back to write some Doctor Who for Russell. So this has always been a thing where um, I know we spoke about it a lot on the on the podcast over the years, where um, during Moffat's era when he was showrunner, it was always that thing: Do we think Russell would come back? Would Russell? come back and write an ep for who under Stephen Moffat and now it's a case of the table the tables are turned but not in a not in a bad sort of derogatory way it's more of a now that Russell's behind the driving seat again 
And the, the this article, I'll quote a little bit. It's from uh, a classy um, uh, tabloid here in the UK. Always, always classy and 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 uh, respectful. Um, but they say that um, Russell wants uh, Russell's on a mission to make Doctor Who great again. Obviously, not throwing shade. Um, and they want to make it event television that's not to be missed, which it was for many years during his and Stephen's tenures in charge of the show. So whoever wrote this article for The Mirror clearly is not a Jodie fan. You can tell that a mile off. And uh, and then they go on to say that one of the ways he can do that is to ensure that he has the best people writing for the programme. Uh, he has nothing but respect for what Stephen achieved with the show and was a fan of his vision as showrunner. He approached him about returning in just a writing capacity because he knows Doctor Who inside out and has a brilliant imagination for adventures in space and time. Uh, He took some convincing, but the chance to contribute to a show he has loved since childhood and see it blossom in a new era with a new Doctor was just too much to resist. So this is, um, we have no idea who this is, by the way. This is just apparently a source. So... (sighs) You know how this thing goes. We know how this goes. We've been here a million times with, you know, this source said this thing and all that lot. But I do think that this but this has this has this can hold some water, I think, because um I think that Russell coming back to write for some to write who while Moffat was in charge, I think he had legitimate reasons in that he was never off work. I think um, he was always busy and always doing stuff. Whereas I think Moffat now, because he's coming up sort of, I don't know whether to say this or not. I guess because he's coming up to the twilight part of his career where he is doing stuff, but he's not like, um, you know, going hell for leather and on multiple different projects all the time and doing stuff. Um, maybe he sees this as an opportunity to sort of one last bit of contribution, I guess. Uh, to the show. So I do think this is mostly credible. I think we could see an announcement at some point to say that he's, uh, he's going to come back. What do you guys think to this one then? Because like I said, the the roles have been reversed. Russell was apparently always asked to come back, but never could or didn't want to. Um, Moffat has never said he would never come back, but now it does feel like he's been out of the game for a little while. Good time to come back. So uh, Maria, what do you reckon? I, I have to laugh actually when you kind of read some of these articles because you know you think to yourself, well, how do they know these things? You know, is it something that you know has been leaked um, and is true, or is it just a rumor that you know the mirror have made up? But um, let's assume that it is true and he is going to come back. Um, I don't have any qualms about him coming back. I mean, I know that you know some of the best stories that he wrote were under. Um, Russell T Davis when you know he was in you know when it was his tenure and he was just coming in as a writer you know he was really really strong I mean you've got um, Blink you've got Silence uh, Silence in the Library um, you've got I'm just trying to think of all the other ones that he's written he's written some others Um, so he's done quite a few um, stories (laughs) and um, you know, he's. I, I don't know why. I had a list of them. I have. I wrote them down and I've lost it. The so, empty but child. he's downloads, and um, we yeah. know he's a good writer. Um, we know he's a good writer. You know, he can be a great writer. So, um, you know, it. 
I think I, th- I think something you said about him kind of coming back to the show is it. I don't think it's probably not one last hurrah for him. It's probably just because he loves the show. And, you know, anyone that kind of loves the show, I think, you know, is going to want the best for it. And, you know, I can understand Russell maybe asking him to write a story. I mean, if it's just one story, you know, I'm happy with that. You know, we don't know who the other writers are going to be, you know, for the for the new series coming up. And it could be new writers, um, you know, we don't know if anybody else um, is going to come back that's, you know, written for the show before. So, um, yeah, why not? Uh, I think Moffat should come back. Um, you know, he can write He can write good stories. Um, you know, I didn't love everything, you know, in his era as a showrunner, but I think as a writer, um, he's really imaginative. So, yeah, bring it on. I'm, I'm happy he's coming back. If he wants to come back and write a story, why not? I think it's brilliant. Maria says, bring it on. Yeah. Come on, Moff. Definitely. Maria's given you the green light. So, <laughs> on you come. If I, if I had an ounce of his talent in my little finger, I'd be happy, <laughs> put it that way. Yeah, no doubt he's a, great, he's a great writer. Not just a Doctor Who, he's done some brilliant stuff. So, And much like Russell, being away from the show for a while, you would assume that uh, he, he was, he's only got better, right? Because he has... He has written some very cool stuff in between. So, uh, Mark, what do you reckon then? Are you? Uh, I can't remember if you're a fan of the Moff yeah, era I, or not. Um, but what are your thoughts, dude? I I love Moffat, um, but um, so I'm 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 99 certain that this is true. Um, I won't say why, but I, here we go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm 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 pretty certain that this is happening. My concern, though, is I'm that. My We're source gonna just have the source. 2005 all over again. <laughs> uh, um, and it is just going to be the same writers. It is just going to be the same production team, but with a new doctor. Um, and whilst, yeah, great. I love that kind of first Russell T. Davis era. I do also want to see kind of Doctor Who push in a new direction. I don't want to see Doctor Who just do the same thing again, but it just looks better because you know, it's got a cash injection and it's a co-production with Disney+. Plus. So if it's the case that RTD is bringing in old writers like Stephen Moffat, uh, I've also heard rumours about Mark Gatiss as well. Um, if he's bringing those guys back as kind of like tentpole writers to then kind of... So you can kind of like rely on them to kind of turn around the script quickly because they know what it is to write for Doctor Who. While Russell is kind of building this kind of next generation of doctor who writers that's great because i think the problem we've had is that when chris chibnall decided he was going to leave the bbc i think we're like well I, who who do we hand this over to and then russell t davis writes an email going oh here i want to um do like a special with david tennant and Catherine Taylor. you up for that and they go would you would you also like to just run doctor who again would, would that be okay <laughs> so i think it would be good if this new era is about looking to the future and about kind of cultivating like a new generation of writers but obviously to do that yeah you probably do need to have a few old hands to kind of steer the show at the same time because it is kind of a prestige it's this sort of jewel in the crown of the BBC. It's a big global, it's kind of moving into the kind of global streaming landscape. So you probably do want writers like Stephen Moffat on board. So yeah, Mm. I'm excited, but also just a little bit um, reticent 
to be overly excited because I don't want it to just be the same old stuff again. Gotcha. Gotcha. You make a very good point as well. I think it's easy sometimes to get carried away with having your nostalgia glasses on and and (laughs) viewing it as in, oh, I loved so much of the Moffat era and it'd be amazing if he came back and while you're at it, get Gattis back, get that. So it's tempting to sort of get the band back together. But yeah, like you say, the problem with that is while it could be great for a very short period of time, it does nothing to help the future of the show where you need sort of the younger, you know, people like Harry to sort of come up and, and be in the show uh, moving forward and stuff. So I read you, man. So Harry, what do you reckon on Mothbag coming back? So I'm in two minds about this. Um, on the one hand, um, like sort of as a fan, I feel like with Stephen Moffat, I, I never knew sort of how good we had it. I felt like I spent an awful lot of the time bashing Moffat when he was showrunner, uh, as a lot of people did. It's just kind of, unfortunately, the trend often seems to be to kind of, um, you know, totally rinse uh, what we have, like, like say everything ba- bad about it. And then a few years down the line, then we realise, actually, it was quite good, like the Doctor Who we had a few years ago. Um and so, yeah, I feel like if Stephen Moffat were to write another episode of Doctor Who, I'd be like, oh, fantastic, uh, you know, because I have that sort of newfound appreciation uh, because some of his stuff is uh, kind of um, like the dust has settled on it um, and uh, we can look back on it a bit more fondly. So, yeah, uh, I guess for nostalgia, that would be quite cool. However, um, on the other hand, there's this thing about nepotism and this thing about, you know, you've got, Russell T Davis running the show again that's one thing and obviously that's really really good and yeah Stephen Moffat he's a great writer as well but uh you know I agree very much with Mark I feel like you know I don't want the same things um you know sort of cropping up again we want like the show to keep reinventing itself we want new talent uh you know it's really important to have uh, new voices on the show uh and um yeah you just don't want it to become stale i I mean the more i think about it like and the more they say oh so and so who worked on the show previously are coming back on board again and uh, you know more and more of the old band are coming together the more i'm actually a little bit uncomfortable with it because it's like so are we just going to like do the same stuff again for a few more years and then after that then what you know it's kind of and that's catastrophizing obviously um but um catastrophizing (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it is my favourite show, so, you know, I think about these things an awful lot. But, I would um, say, though, catastrophising is the default setting of the Doctor Who fan. It's always like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get cancelled at any minute, even though it's been on screens pretty much consistently since 2005. But it could go at any minute. It's absolutely you know? what we're conditioned to do. But, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's the BBC's biggest moneymaker, and, uh, you know, now it's, got, you know, partnership with Disney and all that stuff, it's not going away, you know, certainly not anytime soon. But, um, yeah, yeah, that's true. my thoughts on it. Yeah, cool. Um, I'll be honest with you guys. I, I championed the 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 axe, the break, before the whole Russell T. Davis thing. I just thought, you know what, we need, <laughs> we just need a bit of a, uh, everyone to sort of bring their heads up above the water and take a breath a little bit and uh, and see what's going on. I didn't want it to be cancelled, you know, forever. But I certainly was up for a bit of a let's take a break for a couple of years and uh, and see where we want to go. I think that would have been healthy. I think that would have been good. 
Um, and then if it came back in a few years' time, then, uh, you know, we would have been excited for it. But not that we're not excited now, obviously. But, um, yeah, that would have been a not a bad road to go down. I think the, the main obstacle for that was the fact that you've got the 60th. And I guess they were kind of worried that, do you know what I mean? Like kind of removing yeah. the show in sort of 2022 and, and then, right, well, Doctor Who's on a break and then you kind of don't have it on the telly for the 60th or maybe you do those David Tennant specials, but as a kind of past Doctor adventure and then it's like, well, then what? Because then where do you pick it up again? I don't know, but yeah, I mm. think you're right. I think these things do. It is good to rest things um, rather than, you know, kind of just keep repeating the same old material and kind of harken back to this supposed golden age of Doctor Who. Supposed, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have seen I've seen that go the other way, though, admittedly. So I think you have to be careful with that. I remember when the X-Files came back. That was... Uh, that was all right. That was all right. But it wasn't... Um, yeah, different circumstances, I guess, though. But... Uh, but yeah, I, I was totally up for it. I was like, do you know what? If you want to take a few years out, once uh, once Chibbers has gone, then do it. I think that would have been a good thing. But it just so happens that the stars aligned, and uh, and Russell um, Russell knows how to use email, so that's good. Actually, that book is very cool with him and Ben. Uh, is it the writer's tale with Ben Cook? Ben Cook, yeah. Ben Cook. Yeah, which is essentially just a series of email conversations, right? That's very cool. We recommend that book all the time. He listener, made a whole book yeah. out of emails. Yeah, he's yeah, good at them. Listen, I'm telling you, if you've not read The Writer's Tale yet, it's one of the best reads. If you want to get inside the head of, of Russell a little bit, because he goes into quite a lot of... Um, not just about, oh, yeah, I think it would be cool to do this thing for Doctor Who. It's not just that. It's more like sometimes he's like, I'm having a, a beep day you know, and I just can't write anything. It's just crap. So I'm going to take a break and do this. And Julie keeps telling me to, to go and have a holiday, but she doesn't realise that if I do that, it's going to be worse. And, you know, I just need to crack on. So it's a very, very cool book. If you're a fan of Russell and a fan of that whole sort of coming to the end of, of sort of David's era, I think it's up there, I think, uh, as we go on to that stuff. Yeah, anyway, fantastic book. So... I think uh, due to some technical gremlins, Maria might be back with us. Let's have a look. Here she is. Right, she's coming through. Right, let's move on to the last story, which is uh, a continuation, I guess, on the whole gearing up for the for the 60th and, and all that jazz. Uh, and that is this idea of um, uh, spin-offs. So we spoke about this for a while. Is Russell going to champion and actually put forward some spin-off shows from the main show, which has been spoken about on and off for years now? And uh, I think it was just... I think once Chibbers took over, that was finally put to bed. I th- I, you could just tell a mile off that it, he had no interest at all in doing any type of spin-off. Um, now, Mark's going to be like, actually, Gary, I think you're fine, but... Actually, I think you will find uh, there is there is an interview with Chris Chimmer recently where he was like, "Yeah, I absolutely want to do spin-offs, but the problem is you're working with the BBC and there's no money and there's no interest, and that's that's kind of the thing, I which I kind it. of believe to no, be honest. No, I don't buy that one, dude. I don't because you cannot say you cannot mention 
uh, sorry, you can't go through your entire run of Doctor Who and not mention spin-offs once to anybody or in any interview. And then when you leave the job, you're like, yeah, I really wanted to do that thing. You know, this thing that Russell's going to do now, that's going to be really good and everyone's going to love. I wanted to do that when I was there, but I was told that I couldn't do it. Yeah, okay. The thing okay. is, Russell does also have the Walt Disney Corporation behind him and Sony Pictures. So, I, I, you know, be fair. <laughs> do we need to cut in some slack? Jibinator on this one, maybe. I'm not buying it. So, spin-offs. Spoken about for a while. Russell wants to do it. And it's not one of those things where this is like a source said to somebody else, to another source, whatever. This is Russell's actually said this in interviews in the last few months. Um, and the first one is... Now, this hasn't been confirmed, right? Is this still a... We, we suspect this is going to be the first of potentially some spin-offs. Um, I don't think this is like a, a done deal yet. Um, but again, this is the mirror. So Maria put this link in in uh, our Discord the other day, and it links to... Um, it's over at deadline.com, and they've taken it from, as they often do, uh, from, a, from a tabloid, and it's the mirror again. And this is the idea of um, Gemma Redgrave, um, who is going to head up a unit spin-off. And uh, yes, it's kind of interesting because, in my opinion, you guys might have a different opinion. In my opinion, units haven't really been... Uh, hmm. Unit, since it came back in 2005... Unit has never really been that kind of tag team with the Doctor as much as it was back in the day in the classic series. So it seems interesting that um, in in terms of a spin-off and potentially the first spin-off is to bring Unit back to run alongside the main show and have Gemma Redgrave head that up. She's very cool, don't get me wrong. I, I really like her character. She's very cool. Um, I just think it's a bit of a... It's a bit of a bold move for units, um, just because I feel that they've kind of drifted away into the shadows just a little bit, and they pop up literally every now and then in the odd story. And even then, they weren't really. Uh, what was the story where they had that cheesy American dude that Martha reported to? Was it? Uh, was it the end of time, or was it Stolen Earth? Um, yeah, it was Stolen Earth. Stolen Earth. It's, I've yeah. forgotten the guy's name there, but yeah. yeah you know who I mean? Different. Yeah. Yeah. So you have characters like that pop up that are just completely forgettable. Like immediately when the story's done, it's like, you know, whereas back in the day, you watch unit stories with Benton and the Brig, obviously, you know, these characters that are, that sort of forged their own path within the show and made them very memorable. You just didn't have that with unit. I don't feel anyway since, since 2005. So it's interesting. So again, round the table, I'm, I'm up for this, but... I'm kind of reserved a little bit because uh, I, I'm, try, I'm finding it very difficult to not make comparisons to things like The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. You know, bec- anyway, we'll get on to that another time. But Harry, what do you reckon? So, um, Kate Stewart is one of those characters that I enjoy seeing pop up, but that's only by virtue of the fact that she's the Briggs' daughter. I don't think as a character herself, she's actually <laughs> that interesting. Uh, not to be horrible on, you know, Gemma Redgrave so who performs horrible. it really well. But, so <laughs> but I don't <laughs> think that immediately spells disaster for this spin-off, if it is to be, you know, an actual spin-off. Um, 
I feel like it's a good opportunity to flesh out that character and flesh out unit as an organization, as a set of characters. Um, kind of like how um, Sherlock, uh, Stephen Moffat Sherlock, was a show about a detective rather than a sh- show about like you know crime solving or like police drama or whatever. Uh, I want unit to be about the people in the organization. Uh, as opposed to kind of just it being run of the mill, we're going to fight monsters and all this kind of stuff. Uh, if anything, I just don't want it to be kind of empty or like a vessel for Easter eggs. I want it to be, I don't know, just feel like it's doing something that isn't formulaic, something that's interesting. Uh, and yeah, if Kate's going to be the figurehead of it, then like make her a, a more compelling character than she has been in years prior because, yeah, um, historically she's kind of just been a bit of a boring character i'm sorry <laughs> okay now i read you buddy it's um yeah okay so you want to see it have a bit of substance to it rather than just sort of fan service-y uh, you know, yeah yeah stuff like that okay i think yeah. there's kind of a, a culture around the sort of um like the marvel and star wars spin- more so with the marvel stuff nowadays i think where it's just kind of it's all about just churning stuff out and it's like you know, I just kind of want to watch something that has kind of, uh, like, I want it to feel like the people want to make something as opposed to it just being like a corporate, we're going to fill in this slate of this endless stream of TV shows. Like, um, I, yeah, I just, I just, I want it to be good, basically, is the long and short of what I'm saying. <laughs> you uh, want it to be good. <laughs> yeah. A very basic requirement for my television viewing, yeah. Yeah, that's like the baseline, isn't it? Yeah, I guess, yeah. I'm full of wonderful insight, <laughs> Wonderful insight. Coolio. Okay, um, I know you've got to run in a minute, Mark. So um, what are your thoughts on this one, buddy? Up for this? It's it's a funny one, because I think, it, again, it kind of feels a bit like I was saying with Moffat. It's like, are we just going back to Torchwood again, but you can't have Torchwood back because Barrowman got his knob out in 2008. Like, it's like, it feels a bit <laughs> like that. Is whereas I think you know there, there's so much potential for Doctor Who spin-offs mm. that to kind of do an Earthbound Monster of the Week kind of show feels a doesn't feel very imaginative. I think what I would love to what I want a unit series to be is they go the full Star Trek Strange New Worlds with it, right? And just redo the seventies, recast the Brig, Benton, Mike Yates, <laughs> make it like really cool and like high production values, and kind of properly kind of make it like a kind of period piece and kind of hark back to those kind of seventies Doctor Who stories. Um, I think that could be quite fun. Um, whereas I think, yeah, contemporary unit is it that? Is it all that interesting? I think Harry's right. Maybe if you focus on the kind of internal relationships. And you kind of make it about, you know, one week it's weird science, one week it's, you know, strange alien incursions or something like that, then yeah, it could work. Hmm. But again, like Harry says, I think it's also because we've had Power of the Doctor, you then have it as a vehicle to just go, and this week's special guest star is Bonnie Langford, or this week's special guest star is Sophie Aldred, or, you know, it's just a kind of means to kind of keep old fans happy by bringing back old companions outside of the main show um yeah so i'm up, i'm in two minds about it really um yeah. i think if you'd said to me like in the 90s that oh by the way they did a unit sh- do you know they did a unit spin-off like in the late 70s after john Pertwee turned into tom baker i would lap that up but i think it's like harry says the modern unit i'm just not that bothered by 
really? Same same thoughts as me on that one, dude. I, I just don't think there's enough there's enough unit substance in since two thousand and five. And yeah. it's not to say that Russell couldn't create that substance with a spin-off and you have Gemma Redgrave as the kind of the core of it. But yeah, I don't know. It, yeah. do, it doesn't feel like my favourite Doctor Who spin-off. Danny Dyer is Sabalom Glitz. That's my favourite <laughs> Doctor Who spin-off. We need to make that happen, of course. He'd be up for it <laughs> On as well. which note, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> that was Mark's last contribution. Probably a belter as well. Uh, Mark's got a shoot. So thank you very much, dude, for joining us. It's uh, Your insight has been invaluable, as always. Thank oh, you. you're very kind. I'm sure I just talked a load of old nonsense. But yes, lovely to see you all again. And uh, thanks for listening to Alonzi. the listeners. Goodbye. Ah. Alonzi. <laughs> right, let's go to Maria. Maria! What do you think to this spin-off then for Unit with old... Uh, with old Ms. Redgrave heading up the team. Uh, it, it's a strange one, isn't it? I think um, both Harry and um, Mark have kind of covered some of it. Um, I mean, I, I don't know who this is aimed at. I mean, is it going to be is it going to be an adult audience? So, is it going to be like Torchwood Mark Two, or is it going to be like a more kind of child-friendly kind of series? Um, I mean, I'm not against the idea of Unit coming back, um, but I, I think the idea of a kind of a show based on soldiers and a, and a military kind of feel kind of does does feel a bit retro, and maybe that's a good thing. I don't know, um, you know, because I, I think I think the image of soldiers is kind of it's a bit tainted, isn't it? I suppose if you look at real life and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, what soldiers have gone through. So, you know, if it's going to be, if it's going to be alien invasions of earth and, you know, and they're going to be here for when, you know, the doctor's not here, um, you know, that that's been covered before. So I, sp- I suppose it, it could be a hybrid of lots of different things. Um, you know, as Harry says, I think it's really going to depend on the characters. Um, Gemma Redgrave, I don't mind her. I think, I think she's been criminally underused in some of the stories in the main show. Um, you know, there's not been a lot of development of her character, so maybe there is an opportunity to develop her as a as a main character, and obviously, you know, the people that she looks after. So, um, yeah, I, I I'm not sure. I mean, I would love to see what the first episode looks like, and kind of, you know, and kind of judge it from there, really. Um, but yeah, it, it could be good. Could be good. Um, you know, they you, you know they could be a Torchwood Mark Two, I suppose, and because um, I don't see Torchwood kind of coming back now. So, you know, um, there, there may be a way of kind of capturing that original interest, you know, from from the older fans and you know drawing in new people. But um, you know, and the newer younger fans. But um, yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. Um, I mean, I loved I loved all the 1970s stuff. You know, that was kind of of its of its time, and it was very much to do because of John Pertwee, I think, and you know the leading man kind of status that he was. So um, it'll be interesting to see what it actually looks like as a as a spin off. So um, yeah, looking forward to seeing what it looks like. Um, not not quite made my mind up on it yet, though. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. <laughs> Perfect sense, indeedy. Okay, so I think we're 
we're all kind of shared, I think, in our opinion on this one, where uh, conceptually it's probably a bit questionable as to why you would want to bring units back at this point when they haven't really contributed. A, maybe that is why, I guess. Maybe maybe because Russell is such a huge fan of of classic unit and loves all that stuff where they were more involved and had, you know more memorable likable characters maybe it's a time to bring that back for unit maybe this is a cool time to have the younger generation have their version of unit that is very cool who knows but i think we're just reserving judgment just a wee bit and so we can get some more deets or or whatever so all right thank you very much before we finish up for this episode um we've got one question that came in on the there was a few questions but we've already answered them so um andrew 132 uh, you asked about um, what we thought about the rumours of Stephen Moffat returning uh, and also um, this unit spin-off. So we've already spoken about those, dude. So we've answered that. And um, also, uh, user, <laughs> I'm an idiot, said uh, opinions on the trailer that was released yesterday, which was the doomsday thing. So we've spoken about that already. Uh, just one final question that that came in from Titan Tom. And that was, what do you guys think the next Blu-ray set will be or hope for? So I'll go very quickly on this one first. It, easy for me. I really want a, um, I really want a Troughton set. I think it's. Um, I know it's incredibly difficult, and I, it's probably one of those things where, probably from, uh, from Tom Baker's era onwards, uh, and I, I'm making it sound like a huge oversimplification and very trivial, and I know it's not, but it's probably a not too bad to get those ones done because all the episodes exist, all the special features exist. You know, it's a case of you know going through the the remaster process for some of it, and if you want to do new effects for it, then cool, and you know get some people back to do some extra features and stuff. It's all good. So I realise that the trout and stuff where there's a lot of missing episodes and it's just very difficult to to get all that stuff to coalesce into a into a decent blu-ray set i get that but i would love it i would love to see some some remastered trout on the old blu-ray stuff so um yeah harry is there any set that you you're hoping for as the next one um I mean, in a way, it doesn't really matter too much to me because um, I was a bit late to the game. I started collecting the standard Blu-rays a few years after um, oh, the yeah, collection. Oh, yeah, remember. Yeah. Yeah, a few years after the collection started. Um, so, um, you know, I'm happy with whatever, really. Like, like you say, a trout and set, that'd be really cool. Not sure how they're going to do it, but it'll be fun to see how they, how they do. <laughs> uh, a season that I particularly really want to see is season 13, Tom Baker's uh, second season. Oh, it's got yeah. some incredible yep. stories in it um mm. some of the all-time best that would be an awesome one to own mm-hmm. on blu-ray uh so yeah i think the one that they're going to do next is going to be season 20 uh peter davison second one we've not had a peter davison one since season 19 the only one they've done so far and it's also the anniversary year so it'd be fitting to do season 20 because it has the five it will have the five doctors on it presumably and uh yeah it'd be quite cool to do that right now i reckon so yeah I read you. Yeah. I mean, selfishly for me as well, I'd love to have another McCoy set because, you know, my favourite. And then that'll be all three of them, right? Uh, If they did. um, I don't. Because they've done 24 and 26. So if they did 25, then that's all three. Uh, That'll be all three. Uh, Have they done 24? I think so. 24. That's Dragonfire, isn't it? And 
yes. Paradise Towers. Have they done that one? Uh, and then 26. Oh, yeah, I've done 26, obviously. Um, yeah, so 25, that'll be... Oh, Remembrance. Of that's an anniversary year as well. Yeah. So, you know, they might do that one. Who knows? Who knows, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Maria, have you been picking these Blu-ray sets up, by the way? Regardless if not, is there any season that you'd like to see? I have to be honest, I don't have a Blu-ray player, so it's kind of the whole collecting thing for those sets has kind of passed me by, but I just live for going to the BFI and seeing everything on the big screen, so, you know, I, I want the live events, you know, I'm, uh, you know, anyone that wants to collect the Blu-rays, um, I'm sure they're very excited when they come out. Um, I was, I suppose, I'm looking forward to the release of um, Season 20, um, only because that's kind of my era and I kind of love, you know, Peter Davison mm-hmm. um, as a doctor. I do I do generally love him. I know I know people have their opinions about him. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to season 20. Um, and if they did season 21, you know, even better. Um, you know, I just want to have an opportunity to cosplay with the Tegan costume that I've got. So, you know, <laughs> nice. I want to be at the BFI and kind of do all of that. And I, and I want to actually see... Um, Janet Fielding as well come to one of those events as well because um, I don't think she's actually been at the BFI for a long time. Okay. Um, so, yeah. and Peter Davison, I don't think I've seen him at the BFI. So, yeah, I, I would kind of be looking at that era. I mean, if you're looking at classic, um, I suppose, um, yeah, anything that's left of the Troughton era would be fantastic as well although like you said it's quite difficult with some of those stories because um there's a few you know missing stories there um so yeah um i'll, I'll go peter davison all the way mr davison that's not a bad shout actually yeah okie dokie titan tom let us know what set you want in the discord dude right i think uh i think we'll wrap there I think we've waffled on long enough about what's happening in the world of Doctor Who. Let's wrap there, shall we, for the March round table. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to the March Round Table. Thank you very much to Mark, who had to shoot off a little bit early. And thank you to these guys. Harry, it's good to have your thoughts as always, buddy. Thank you so much, Gary. Always fun. Thank you very much. And you, Maria, it's good to have your uh, your your valuable input and your opinion on all this stuff. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. Uh, I'm, really, I'm really sorry about the connection problems I've had today. It's just become part of the thing now. It's just part of the show. It's part of the itinerary. I know, I know people have to bet on when it's not going to happen, really, because, um, yeah, they might lose a lot of money. Place your bets. I'd be disappointed if it didn't happen. That's how much I've come to expect it. We've come to love it Oh, now. thank you, Harry. <laughs> so thank you very much to these guys, as always, for joining us. And as always, please make sure that you are subscribing or following to this podcast in whatever app, wherever you get your podcast. That way you won't miss uh, any of the roundtables that land every single month 
or the regular show that goes out with me and Adam um, every Friday. You can also listen for free over on the website, which is bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. And you can also check out the, uh, the very cool articles, which contains reviews and editorial pieces from these guys. Go and check them out. Uh, we're on the socials. Links are on the website. Give us a like and a follow over there. And uh, we're also, we've also got a really cool free Discord server. So hop in there and uh, get chatting with other Doctor Who fans. It's all good. Right, let's close out with you, Alonzi. Until next time. That was a good Alonzi. Cheers, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> One of the better ones. Yes. <laughs>